Good morning and welcome to Where Entrepreneurs Thrive. My name is Russ Nolting. On this week's episode, we're speaking with Pam Kiker to discover how she became an entrepreneur and how she's thriving at Keller Williams. Pam, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Russ, and thank you. I was very, very excited to do this with you. I'm so excited that you're here today. So tell us your story. How'd you get into real estate and and how are you, uh, how'd you find your way to Keller Williams? So here's what I'm going to tell you first. I know what you're doing with these podcasts and how you're choosing people. So mm-hmm. the first one was Gay Ribble. So she's one of the biggest producers in all of the country. The second one was Matt Lee and he's the youngest OP. And today you have Pam Kiker, who's the oldest OP in the region. <laughs> you <laughs> so just had I a big birthday, Pam. I know. So last Friday, the 28th, was my 75th birthday. And I have had the honor of being with Keller Williams for the last 30 years right here in this DTC office. So um, my story is like many others. I'm actually a third generation realtor. Um, My grandfather was a builder and developer in Amarillo, Texas, and nobody ever thinks I'm from upstate New York when they talk to me for just a little while. So that's where it all came from, from Amarillo. Then my dad was a um, had his own brokerage and was a builder there. And uh, and then me and then Chris Kiker, who has been on my team or the Kiker team. I'm on his team now, actually, uh, for the last 24 years. He's fourth generation. And uh, some of his little guys might be our fifth generation. So we come by the real estate business naturally. Um, when I moved to Denver, We moved every time we had a baby. Uh, We didn't quite figure that out. But after we had our fourth baby, we were here. And um, I decided I would go into meeting planning and conventions. So I would handle groups for about 15 years down in Larimer Square that came into Colorado. So I was getting to know the state. I would handle groups from 40 to 40,000. And love that business. I did it for 15 years. And then I decided I was ready for something different. Um, I honestly didn't think about going into real estate um, and like my family had been until I read an article about Keller Williams in the newspaper. And the original Keller Williams office in Denver was about five minutes from my house. Hmm. And it talked about... um, It talked about things like the Agent Leadership Council, the fact that we're audited, that we have a culture like nobody else. And I thought, well, I don't know if I really want to go into real estate or not, but I'll go talk to these guys. So I went to talk to Jim Slinkard. I was the um, third hire for Keller Williams Realty in Colorado, and I was one of the first 700 agents in the country. And when you think about that, in 30 years, we've grown from 700-ish agents to 176,000 in uh, the country. And what are we in 57 countries now, something like that? that. So in those 30 years, I've grown a lot. So got into the business um, after I talked to Jim and Jim Waldrop was the first, uh, uh, the first OP that we had. And we've actually only had really two OPs for long-term in 30 years Mm -hmm. and two team leaders long-term in 30 years. So we're fairly stable here and we've had lots and lots of fun. Um, Independent uh, agent for the first five years. And then I thought, you know, I've heard about this team thing. And I went to the original family reunion. Well, I went to Houston. Then I went to Amelia Island and I saw Judy Johns and Uh her husband and coach and the kids, her boys. And they said, you know, this family team deal is really interesting. So on the airplane on the way back, I thought, what if I got my family involved? So Chris Kiker was up in Vail 
He was a ski instructor, a guitar player, and a bartender. And today, after 24 years, I look at him sometime and I wonder if maybe that was the life he really he right? really wanted to lead. <laughs> uh, but I got Chris on the team and I even got my mom involved. When you get a family involved, you can have a lot of fun with it. So she baked fresh chocolate cakes for every single closing that we had. And she did that for about 25 years. So lots and lots of wow. cakes there, about 120 cakes a year. She got that recipe down. Then um, I was uh, lucky enough to meet Tony Carnese. And Tony came into the team as became our general manager. Um, and uh, we grew and we grew and we grew. So I've had teams uh, from two people to about 15 people and everything mm-hmm. in between. So I, when I had the opportunity about 16 years ago to become operating principal, uh, the gentleman, Don Yoakum, who was operating principal then said, Pam, you want to buy this? You want to do this? And I said, man, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. And one thing I know about Keller Williams is that if you don't know how to do something, there's models, there's systems, there's training, there's teaching, there's the culture to encourage you while you learn how to do that. So I did that about uh, 16 years ago, and I've had a, uh, a lot of fun with the business, a lot of fun growing the market center in my own and my own team. And never, ever was I sad that I went into uh, what became my family business, have had a great, great time doing it. That's awesome. So 16 years ago, what year was that approximately? Well, I came into Keller Williams in 93. Um, and actually, that's the 30th anniversary of our market center and yeah. my 30th anniversary with KW. Uh, so 16 years ago, uh, what, 19 or 2000 oh. and I don't even know what. 07, 08, something yeah, like that. somewhere around. So it wasn't boring right then, right? Right. That's, came, what, I was, that's what I was came thinking. Came into a business, you know, and we have never, ever barred one penny. For this market center, we've we've always been uh, stable financially, uh, so that we could do, or with my own personal business. And I think um, when you talk about, and we'll talk about a little bit when entrepreneurs thrive, that's one of the things we do. We take on a lot of risk for mm-hmm. the reward that we get, and and so that time we never uh, never blinked, never closed an eye, never closed down. Uh, recruited agents and had a really, really good uh, profitable market center for all that time, even in 06, 07. Right. Years. So, so in 93, you uh, joined Keller Williams market center. Um, uh, 30. 30. Number 30. Number 30. Yep. And, and do I recall that that's the, it was, is that the first non Texas and Oklahoma market center? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, uh, Omnivest had a, had a small beginning of Keller Williams down in Cherry Creek, but we were really the first, uh, the first market center. And uh, I mean, honestly, we didn't have a lot of teaching and training and all the systems and models that we have now, but we had, uh, we had a group of people that wanted to go the same direction, wanted to do something different. We were the new game in town. And of course, Remax is headquartered here. So for many, many years, uh, many, many years, it was kind of Keller who. Right. Um, and then we so, go. So Judy, um, who I know in, in yep. Kansas City, yeah. uh, Judy introduced you to this idea of the family team. Yeah. Uh, but I think you beat her to the, um, t- well, no, I guess, did, did she become an OP before you? No, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. I mean, it might have been right about the same time, but we've, yeah. um, and on Facebook, and we're great friends on Facebook, and we, we've lived a little bit of the same journey. 
uh, yeah, the coach and the kids and and the yeah. OP and and we've we've really grown up. We've grown our families up in Keller Williams and have had um, a lot of the. In fact, I saw a comment when she saw I was going to do this. We've had a lot of the same experiences and uh, have been blessed enough to be in this company, honored enough to be in this company for thirty years. Yeah, yeah. So, so Pam. Um... 2006, seven, eight, you become the OP yeah. during a recession. Yeah. Right. And today it's 2023. Uh, tell us what your world looks like today. I mean, what is your day in and day out? So um, I sold the team to Chris uh, about two and a half years ago. And one of the things that, uh, that KW teaches us is how to leave a legacy, how to have a business that um, you can retire with. And so about two and a half years ago, I sold the business to Chris, which allowed me to be on this side of the hall in the market center in this mm-hmm. office. And on my day to day, I work a lot with the with the leadership team. Mm-hmm. However, I work a lot just on the oversight, because when you have a great, great, talented team leader, and I've had several, um, they run the show. They do everything that they need to do. Uh, What I have an opportunity to do on a day in and day out basis is just mentor people. I have fun. I laugh. I carry on. I'm here when I want to be. I get to take vacations when I want to. My responsibility is to make sure that that team leader is the right team leader to have the vision for the market center uh, and to make sure that we're financially stable. So after all these years in the same place, I've watched us grow. I've watched us change. And, um, one of the things I probably bring to the market center as much as anybody else is energy. When mm-hmm. I walk in that door, no matter what's going on in my life, I yeah. bring energy to the market center so that we can do the best we can do uh, that single day. So I'm not um, in every single meeting. I walked in today and Janice was doing her standup uh, right. with the whole leadership team. We had nine or 10 people there and they were going through their day. They were saying happy birthday to the agents. They do the day to day. If you're lucky, they do the day to the day at a high level. Uh, and I just get to participate when they ask me to or when I'd like to sit in on something. So my day to day, I mean, I'm living the dream. I honestly <laughs> live in the dream. I'm a lucky lady, lucky lady. Absolutely. Um, so so as far as like reporting, uh, Janice, your team leader who runs the office really um, and kind of oversees everything, she directly reports to you. Does anyone else directly report to you? Not really. We have the the org chart set up where uh, Janice is uh, at the top. Um, so me, my agent leadership council, then Janice. And right. Janice has three reports under her. She has Debbie uh, Sakagawa, who's our market center administrator. Debbie has our front desk and her assistant, MCA. Um, then Janice has our director of production. And he's uh, Mark Jessup is the head of all of our uh, teaching and training and coaching systems. Uh-huh. Then we have uh, Kate Kiker, who um, I'm lucky enough to have as my daughter-in-law, and mm-hmm. Kate and Chris, and I have two little realtors, and Matt and Haley. So this this deal has been really good for my life, right? Yeah. But Kate's the head of our legal department. She runs all the compliance, uh, and she runs our brokers of the day, which is a very successful day-to-day um, a system that helps the agents when they have questions. So really just like Gary Keller always says, if you have three reports, that's all you need to change your life. Janice is the one who's changing my life right now. Yeah. Pam, what, uh, what changes have you seen in, in your market center Um, as, as, as a long time OP, I think people might be curious, like what changes have you seen in the market center area of, of KW uh, in recent years? 
Well, I think one of the best things about KW is that we're flexible. We have to change when the market changes. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start a company with one model and the market changes mm-hmm. uh, and you want to have the very best people that you can have in these market centers in the business, you must change with it. So we must have um, different models to fit different real estate brokers, uh, whether they're dependent, independent, or interdependent. We have all those models now almost always inside every single market center because um when we started, we were about a lot of new agents because we were Keller Who. So we'd get a lot of new agents needed certain kind of training. Um, then we grew these to our uh, to our exciting middle group of agents. And now we have top, top agents in the country. So I think the thing that mostly has changed is the support of the agents, no matter where they are. I think I've seen that more than anything else. Um, other than that, uh, And I always think about this. You kind of come full circle in your life and full circle in a business. Um, You must have uh, a solid foundation. The other night I had um, the opportunity to have dinner on my birthday uh, with Chris Kiker and Sam, who runs uh, the Kiker team. But also Gay Ribble was there. Helen Bovin was there. And Diana Nelson Peterson were there. Mm -hmm. All three of those ladies have had their families in the business with them. Right. They all run their businesses very, very differently. Um, and I was thinking about that. They're all way successful in their own right. And what do they have that's the common denominator other than the culture? Um, and I, I believe that this is where Keller Williams stays, the standards. The standards are what they start with in their business, and they build that business in any way that they'd like. Um, so that was a lot of fun. We laughed and carried on and talked about all the things that we'd accomplished uh, in our business. But I believe that if the standards and the culture stay the same, If you come back to basics and you have those things that any business will be able to sustain if you can change with the way the business is done. And I've seen that change, I think, more than anything else. Absolutely. So, Pam, shifting gears a little bit to to the title of this podcast, Where Entrepreneurs Thrive. Um, I actually got the idea to put this podcast together after Gary announced this new update to our mission. He said that our purpose would be to build the place where entrepreneurs thrive. Um, What are your thoughts around KW as the real estate company where entrepreneurs thrive? So I'm kind of nerdy in a lot of ways. So listen to this. So definition of an entrepreneur is a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. So there's the entrepreneur part of it and the thrive part of it definition to prosper, to be fortunate or successful. And I believe that we have enough parts in Kellerwim, enough systems, models, and enough support that when I said to Don Yoakum, man, I don't know if I can do this or not. I w- I took a big risk. He said, you're going to owe me this much money and you've got to pay me back in five years and all. And I thought, holy moly, I don't know how to do this. But I have prospered. I have thrived and I've been very successful because Keller Williams allows us to be our own person. It's not about the company with KW. In fact, that's one of the things that was interesting in the newspaper article that I read first is that it's about the independent agent. So as I decided to be the operating principal, if I decided to run my own team, if I wanted, um, no matter what I want to do, KW has the systems to support it. So I believe that that entrepreneur thriving piece is really what we've always done. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we maybe just put a name on it now that that all of us are able, if we're very, very lucky to live. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Pim, what's your secret sauce? I mean, if when, when people look at you, uh, what's the thing that you do better than anyone else in the business? Hmm. Not sure that I do anything better than anybody in the business, but one of the things that I do bring in secret sauce is my energy and my excitement and my ability to see talent and support it. Um, you know, Karen, Karen Paul was on my team many, many years ago and, and yeah. everybody knows Karen Paul uh, and Tony and, and Chris and all these people who have become giants in the business that have been there for a long time. So I can, I can see talent and, and support it um, really, really easily. And the other thing I think I do as well or better than anybody else, I'm very responsive. I don't wait until noon to call back or five until I, you know, text somebody back. If somebody needs to talk to me about something, I'm there and I'm there quickly. Um, and I'm proud of that. I think that uh, to take people to take care of people the way they need to be taken care of, to meet them where they are, is really important. So that's probably one of my my best things. I'm not sure I'm better at it than anybody else, but I'm darn good at it. Yeah. I think about my personal experience with your, um, with you. Uh, I, I, I've received texts from you very late at night and very early in the morning, in the morning, yeah. in response to things that yeah. that I've sent to you. And and one of my favorite Pam Kiker stories. I'm not sure I've ever shared this with you, but the day I met you in maybe October or November, probably October of 2021. I, I put my hand out to shake yours and you batted it away and, and, and gave me a warm hug, which I uh, won't, won't forget when yeah. I think about uh, when I think about you. And I, and I think that's really the environment that I see in your market center. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want it to be a comfortable place to be. I don't want people to have to come here. And, you know, after COVID and should we be in the office or should we be at home or where are we working? I think we're always going to have a little bit of both. But anybody who's here, if I see somebody and I don't say hello to them, uh, I'm really trying with these names with a lot of people now. But <laughs> if I can't hug them and say, you're welcome here, uh, and this is the place I want you to, to enhance your life through your business. If I can't do that, then we're not doing the right thing. And Janice and the, and the leadership team is very, very good at, at, at extending that vision while we're going to uh, be one team, one dream and do all the things we need to do to be successful. Um, I guess everybody has to know what success is to them. And if I can support that uh, for their livelihood, um, I'm always here to do that with a hug. Usually I don't sure. know if I would knock, knock the hand out of everybody, but I would always hug them for sure. So I've, I've had had the honor to do that. Pam, your market center has um, agents ranging from fresh out of school, have never yeah. sold a home, yeah. barely passed the exam to gay, uh, yeah. gay rebel, who we interviewed on this podcast a few weeks ago, right. who was, I believe, the number three expansion uh, spoke in all of Keller Williams with like four yeah. Two That's right. million in GCI. Right. Um, what What do you tell the new agent when they come in? And you know, if, if someone says, "Hey, you've been in this business for thirty years, and and you're at really the pinnacle of leadership in in, in the real estate industry," what's your advice to those new agents? I think they're so overwhelmed with all the stuff. Um, I tell them every single time, we can teach you how to sell real estate. We can teach you about contracts. We can teach you about negotiation. What I want you to do, just like you've always done for your whole life, is continue to build relationships. 
Because if you have those relationships with friends and family, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Don't get so caught up in the stuff. And we've got to teach them all the stuff. We've got to watch them with all the stuff. But I want them to be enthusiastic about being able to continue doing what they've done for their whole lives. So um, I start them there. And I think that the best realtors from uh, our brand new agents on the gay are the ones that do are the best relationship builders. Yeah. Uh, if And I think Gay said on her podcast that probably half of the business that they do, a little bit less than half now because her team is getting so big, um, but she does probably 80 transactions of her own people, of her own sphere of influence yeah. every single year by herself. So she never gave up the relationships that she had. And she established a real relationship with Sarah Reynolds that has led her to where she is today. So I don't think that there's anything that gay can do that a new brand new agent can't do as mm -hmm. long as they concentrate on what they do best, which is that relationship building. So it's a pretty simple conversation with me. It's not too complicated. I let yeah. the rest of them get into the teaching and training. Yeah. Do you see, um, do you see in our current environment where people are more conversing the way you and I are right now digitally? I mean, we're, we're 900 miles away from each other right now. Do you, do you see that, that relationship um, dynamic changing? Um, yes, a little bit, I guess. I mean, this is, this is cool that we can do this 900 yeah. miles away. Yeah. Um, but the very best are when we're person to person, but we can't do that. All, we can't even expect to be able to do that all the time. What this has allowed us to do is teaching and training and support and inspiration and motivation all the time yeah. with just watching Facebook live, which we might be doing right now. I think Katie said, <laughs> yeah, that. we've got um, a bunch of people watching with us actually. Good, good. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something that has changed and out of necessity, it will stay, but I still like to give hugs. I still would rather do it in person if we have the choice. And so in the market center, we've had to decide which things will we zoom live, which won't we, because we want them to come in. And we kind of have a mix of both of those things. It's a great way to learn. I mean, even when we had to do family reunions and mega camps and things like that, at yeah. least we were still together if it was only digitally. So I think both of them are important. Absolutely. Um, so when I look at, at your roster, as I mentioned a minute ago, Obviously, you guys bring in brand new agents all the time. And, yeah. and at the same time, you've got some of the top performers in all of Keller Williams in your in yeah. your market center. I'm, I'm curious how, how you keep those top performers with you and keep them happy and keep them uh, feeling like KWDTC uh, is a place where they can grow. A lot of hugging. A lot of hugging. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? We have to meet them where they are, whatever the training is. Top performers are very independent, typically. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to you're going to talk to Jackie maybe next week. Or in the next uh, yeah, week, Jackie next Stratton. Week with Jackie Stratton. Um, Jackie has a set of talents that not too many other real estate agents do. And she has a ton of referral business. So Jackie, when she needs something from me, it's a very specific something. So I'm responsive to her as quickly as I can. Gay is different. Diane is different. And the brand new agents are different. When you have a market center of say 450, if we just made the numbers round, you have 150 newish agent. You've got about 150 in that exciting middle place, which yeah. by the way, if that's where they want to be, if somebody in this market wants to do uh, seven to 10 deals a year and make 150 K, that's awesome. That's where we should be supporting them. Yep. And then the big teams, they need different things. In fact, um, 
I think on the third, we're having a meeting with just our teams because uh, we can have teams from three people to 33 people, and we need to know what they need at each one of those levels. So we're very purposeful in looking at the different people we have at the different groups of people, breaking them down to one at a time, uh, doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. In fact, we have a, a new coaching program, 306090, where we do um, uh, a passport is, is the training and teaching piece of it. And then we have a 30, 60, 90 where it's accountability because you can teach people in this business when they're brand new, um, but you might catch them wandering around the parking lot because they don't know actually what they're supposed to be doing next. Right. So the 30, 60, 90 that Mark and Abby are doing accountability once a week. Have you done um, these things to be successful? Do you have 201 plus in your database? Where are you with command? So we've got that kind of coaching. We've got coaching for the biggest people as well as uh, MAPS coaching. But I'm, I'm really diligent about making sure we're taking care of these people one at a time, no matter which group they're in. And we have a good sized leadership team. So we're able to do that um, at, a, at a high level. And I and they enjoy that too. Yeah. You mentioned coaching and, and uh, so many, so many top performers at KW have coaches. Yes. Uh, what's what's your relationship then uh, with with coaching? So um, I've had the same uh, maps coach uh, uh, really since I started being AOP. Uh, Mike Fleming's been uh, my maps coach, and he's led me through all these different changes. It, uh, the the coaches are there to listen and find out who you are and how you can be the best you can be. Um, you know, the, the productivity coaching process has grown in Keller Williams inside the market centers. And the PC coaching is awesome for people until they get to a certain level where MAPS coaches really help them. Um, I think mentoring and coaching, um, because others have lived before us, Gary tells us that all the time. He also says you fail forward. When, when you have a coach, it's easier to scrape your knees on something when you're failing forward and you're learning something. So I think that uh, the outside influence, the, the the training and the coaching that you guys are providing in the region is awesome. Um, and uh, if you have that, you can get to that next level a little faster. If you don't have it, it's, it this could be a lonely business. Could yeah. be a very lonely business. Um, and I, I try to help the people within the market center not experience that as much as possible with coaching, training, mentoring that we do. Sure. Well, we're close to the end of our time. I'm wondering, is there anything else you want to share with our audience? So, um, yes, as a matter of fact, since I had the questions ahead of time, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a book that uh, Liz Walden um, asked me if I'd read. And Liz is one of our ALC members, one of our top teams. And it's called The Four Agreements. If you haven't read it, it's it's just a simple way to live your life, and I I try to try to do this. Um, four pieces to it. It says be impeccable with your word. Mm. If there's one thing that I love, it's trust, uh, and impeccable with your word is a big deal to me. Don't take anything personally in this business. If the thing doesn't happen, we take it real personally, right? Yeah. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions, and that's easy to do and always do your best. So if we could all live by those, and thank you, Liz, for uh, for telling me about that book. If we could all live by those four agreements, we would be able to experience success at whatever level success means a lot to us. Absolutely. Th yeah, those, I haven't read that book yet. I've heard those, awesome. those points. And uh, it makes me think about agent to agent relationships. Yeah. Like, what would it look like 
we were all impeccable with our word. If we, if we all, uh, if we didn't make assumptions, I mean, yes. smart, smart uh, life skills in there. Yeah, it would, it would change our lives forever if all of us, if all of our world, all our government, all our politicians, all of our yeah. business people did those four things, uh, our world would look differently. But I've been honored to be in this part of our world for the last 30, 30 years. And I appreciate very much the opportunity to do this. Awesome. Well, Pam, thank you so much for being generous with your time and sharing your entrepreneurial journey at KW. We really appreciate you. My experience. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Take care.